Hey everyone, welcome to Garage Talk. Let's go. That's Conrad. I'm Ted. That's it's right. Time to rock and roll. That's right. Today we have a Missinawal legend, Gonzo Brojas. It's such a pleasure to have you on. How are we doing, man? Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, honored to be here and to be part of this. So I'm, I'm really excited. First hey. time to do this kind of thing. So yeah. I'm excited. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Right, Ted? Yes, it is. We yeah. have a blast. We have a very good time. All right. So, uh, some of our listeners, they, they, they know about you from your, your glory days. Tell them about yourself now. All right. So I uh, went to Ball State, of course, and never left. You know, went there as a student athlete. Uh, the summer after my freshman year, I started uh, working on the mowing crew there at, uh, in sport facilities. So there I am, push mowing, weed eating, you know, typical summer job that they would help athletes get back then. And uh, got really close with my boss at the time. And uh, whenever I wasn't playing football, he would offer me a job. So every year I kind of took on a little more responsibility in the department. So I ended up working, you know, four or five years undergrad for, his name was Tom at the time. And uh, finished, graduated, wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do. I, I had majored in sport administration. So he offered me a graduate assistantship. So he paid for me to go to grad school. And I wow. had to work for two years, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So two years, grad school. Graduate on a Saturday. And then Monday, I was full-time. Wow. So all timing and luck, a lot of it, right? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. Walk into a full-time job. And then over the last 20-whatever years, I've just moved up in the department. Tom retires. I take Tom's job, right? Wow. Uh, over the last five, six years at Ball State, we've been consolidating a lot of areas. So I'm part of sport facilities, which is all athletic facilities. I manage recreation services, which is our, our rec center and, and rec programs. Mm-hmm. And then over the last two years, I've taken over Emmons Auditorium and Pruis Hall, which is our 3,400-seat venue on campus, right? right. So the philosophy has been to put all events under one department. Yeah. So. I have a really funky title. It's uh, Senior Director of Business and Auxiliary Services, right? That's a with, mouthful. Right. And, and so people are like, well, that's not sport. Well, it's everything that has to do with events and entertainment at Ball State, all in one department. So very fortunate to be part of that, right? Uh-huh. It's yeah. fun. You know, people pay to go to events, and I, ha- I get to be at all the events. Yeah. So everything from Division One football to major concerts, right? Wow. So uh, wow. a couple of years ago, you know, there I am um, – uh, at a major concert uh, with, uh, I can't even think of his name right now, um, iconic singer, um, shoot, I'm blank. I'm blank. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but, you know, yeah. there I am, everything from there's one football to major concerts. Awesome job. I, I feel lucky to have it, to be honest, honest yeah. with you. I feel lucky that I have the job that I have. And, that, so. and you enjoy it, and that makes a big difference, doesn't it? It's fun every day. Uh-huh. I mean, That's... rec centers, people working out. Uh-huh. And having fun and intramurals, yeah. you know, athletics is Division One sports, right? right? Yeah. And then entertainment at the auditorium. So everything I do is entertainment. Lots of fun. Can't complain. Can Man. never complain. I should be fired if I do complain. <laughs> so, <yeah. coughs> so, well, don't that, complain. That, <laughs> never. That, that'd never. be a great job. Yeah. That really would. Yeah, that's yeah. unreal. Tell us a little bit about your family. So uh, three boys. Uh, Blake, uh, you know, uh, my oldest. Went to Eastbrook. Mm-hmm. Well, I probably shouldn't say that on here, but you know, <laughs> you know, well, we got a lot of different listeners. Yeah, yeah. So people know he goes. To, he went to Eastbrook. Went to Ball State. Played football at Ball State. Uh-huh. Played some safety. He was fortunate to be on a MAC championship team right. uh, as I was. So he was lucky to be there at the right time as well. And Blake spent the last twelve years kind of just moving around the country. Uh, he's into sales. Mm-hmm. He's lived in Dallas, San Diego. He's kind of bounced around. Wow. Um, uh, just does his thing. Yeah. Um, my middle one, Jacob. Uh, again, Ball State's been so good to us. You know, uh, Jacob did his undergrad and grad school there and then rolled into a full-time job at Ball State. Wow. So, so Jacob is a digital media specialist at Ball State, which the part of that is fun about his job, though, is that he, he's part of all athletic telecasts, right? Wow. So, so when you watch uh, Ball State sports on ESPN3, for example, um, he does all the graphics, so okay. when you're watching when you're watching the telecast, he's producing and 
all those, you know, the graphics that you see up there, Jake develops all that. Man. Then his day job at Ball State is working with professors on, you know, streaming classes or taping classes. So very, he's been very lucky as well at Ball State. Uh, my youngest, Andrew, just graduated uh, in May from Ball State. Um, he took a job uh, as an EMT slash paramedic. He's going to be a paramedic in Indianapolis and uh, studying to hopefully maybe take, go to med school. But wow. still trying to figure himself out. Right, yeah, you know, right. Last two years were a little funky for a lot of kids, you know, yeah. with COVID. Mm-hmm. So he's actually taken a year to just kind of enjoy life. Right. So uh, been very fortunate. Ball State was very good to my kids as well. Sounds awesome. So, yeah. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Now, and Conrad, actually, he's taking a digital marketing class right now. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe we need to bring Jacob all the time. And- <laughs> oh, Jake, Jake can talk sports, man. That, right. that, that, he That's, is an encyclopedia of sports. Awesome. He, he knows everything about every county team. Yeah. He knew as much about Missoula football as he did about Eastbrook football. He's just a you know data guy, and, and so he loves sports, man. I like I like yeah. the analytics. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, and that's him. Yeah. It's all yeah. about the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So let's uh, just wondering your youth coaches in the past. How did they impact your life? <clears throat> all right, so can't understate this, right? So it's mm-hmm. what. It's what Missoula sports used to be, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's still three-way wreck, right? Yeah, right. And I think right. there's still a lot of that in this community. Mm-hmm. But, you know, nothing compares to what three-way wreck used to be, right? Yeah. Every dad was involved right. in coaching, right? right? Every single dad was involved in coaching a team. So I'll never forget, um, you know, a couple of years ago I had to tell a story uh, um, about how I got started playing uh, football. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom did not want me to play football. I was a little kid. Um, she wasn't going to let me play. A neighbor talked my mom into um, letting me play football, but she wasn't sure about it. So I'll never forget going to the draft. My neighbor was a big kid, a kid named Ernest Storm. A, a lot of the, the guys that graduated uh, three or four years ahead of me will, will remember Ernest Storm, right? Ernie. Yeah. So Ernie was a big kid. He got drafted like in the first maybe five, ten picks of the draft because yeah. he was a big O and D lineman. And uh, Willie Velarde drafted him, right? Yeah. And uh, he went to Willie and I believe said, his mom's not going to let him play if he's not on the same team that I'm on. <laughs> and I was the smallest kid at the draft probably, right? right? right. So Willie drafted me because Ernest needed me to be on the team with him, right? Yeah. So I end up on the Steelers. And you're talking... Denny Campbell, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking uh, Chance Young's dad, Jeff, mm-hmm. yep. you know, yep. you're talking all these guys that grew up playing Missoula football and now their dads, and I wasn't even their kid, their kids weren't even on our team, right? Yeah. They're coaching Missoula football and uh, they did things right. Mm-hmm. They had, we had discipline. They pushed us and they worked us hard, right? Mm-hmm. So that foundation that really every boy and girl needs. Yes. Right? Yes. I had it at home. My right. parents were good parents, and they were strict, and, 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 and they had structure. But then to also get it in new sports was enormous. Mm-hmm. And those guys were also role models, right? Exactly. You know, yep. they were all role models. So I wanted to be like those guys. You know, I'll be honest. You saw what they had. You know, mm-hmm. you know they had nice families, and mm-hmm. they had nice cars, and they had nice homes. And they're like, hey, I want to be like that. So youth sports were all started, right? You, you set a solid foundation, and, and you had good leadership and good mentors. And I was, again, another example of just being very fortunate, right, uh-huh. that, that this community had that. Right. Can't say that if we'd lived somewhere else, I would have been exposed to the same thing. So yeah. I might not have ever played football, mm-hmm. right? So there I'm, this tiny little kid, and they're teaching me how to play Missoula football, and they're teaching you how to be tough. As well, right? Exactly. Not dirty, right? Tough, right. just how to be tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where it all started, right? Yeah. It, it, it's like the foundation that everything else grew on. And so it's what I said. You can't understate it. Some people will say, "Really, little league football is with?" Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's where it all started, right? Because mm-hmm. if I had not played sports, who knows where my life would have gone, right? Exactly. So, yeah. so it all started with that. So, yeah. yep. What are what are some of the characteristics that sports like really instilled in you? Oh, 
first of all, the structure, yeah. right? And again, because it was so structured, right? Charlie Fisher had established the system that he wanted everyone to follow, right? So mm-hmm. you knew that there was a system mm-hmm. and you had to stay within that system, right? You weren't allowed to freelance. You had to do what they wanted you to do. So that structure is a thing that really was the basis of it all, right? So it starts with the structure and then also the, the discipline. They, those guys weren't mean in any way, right? But if you didn't do something right or if you misbehave, you were corrected. Kids really can't take that today. No. Right? You're right. You're Be, right. Being corrected. <laughs> I like right? that word, right? corrected. Right? Right? <laughs> You're, You're right. corrected. That's... And back then, you, we, we took it. We adapted, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and we corrected our, whatever we, were, we weren't doing right. Kids today don't quite do that. They, they, all, they more want you to adjust to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and that's not the way it was. So structure, discipline, you know, that's the, basically the basis of your life kind of thing, right? So that's where it all started. Those are the two things that I would say affected me the most. Yeah. So. I mean, when you think about it, how times have changed, because we have a lot of coaches that when we talk coaching philosophies and things of that nature, they'll say each kid, I've got to coach each kid differently. I know the ones that I can push. I know the ones that I have to, you know, coddle a little bit. And times, uh, it's it's just crazy to me. They don't even say punishment. It's correction. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Um, You know, I'm not saying that coaches need to be, you know, the old Bobby Knight style, Mm -hmm. you know, of coaching. You know, I'm not saying that it needs to be that, but... Our kids are losing their ability to adapt, right? Mm-hmm. Things are hard. We take it easy on them, so they never learn to adapt and adjust to stuff. So when they get to be adults, they don't have that coping mechanism, mm-hmm. right? Life is tough, mm-hmm. and it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, youth sports, junior high sports, high school sports should all also be educational, mm-hmm preparing you for those challenges of life, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry, sports easy, having kids and a family's tough, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so oh, we got to get we got to get kids ready for yeah. that. And I don't know that we are as much as we used to anymore. Uh, I see it at the university, right? Yeah. Uh, kids do not adapt the way that kids used to. Right, like we did. Like we did. Uh-huh. Hey, that person is going to be tough. I'm going to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work harder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to practice more. I'm going to study more, whatever it might be. Uh, now kids are expect you to Mm-hmm. adapt to them mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't want to run sprints so mm-hmm. alright maybe you shouldn't run sprints well it doesn't do them any good no <laughs> something, I, something I learned when I was uh, uh, getting my certification for youth sports administrator is there was something called uh, uh, you know if, if you missed a layup and your coach is like on the line. You're you're running, which back in the day they used to call them suicides. Yeah. Now they call them what do they call them, Ted? Like line touches, champion, <laughs> champion, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Something positive. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, they they looked at that as a form of abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, any physical exertion for a mistake, and, and I. It took me a minute to like wrap my head around it, sure. Because I see some kids that you you just you want them to want it, and and sometimes you're not able to get them there, and they res- sometimes they do respond with yeah. running laps. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I absolutely agree. And again, I'm a positive person, right? Yeah, so yeah. I coach youth sports for a long time. I even coached it after my boys were done um, playing. So I coached all the way up through Pony League or Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. you know, depending on where you played at. And I, I coached for four or five years beyond my kids playing. Mm-hmm. And um, I even tried to start up a, a combined practice uh, kind of, I'll, I'll call it day, where I would coach more than just the kids that were on my team, right? Yeah. And I was always very positive. I always considered myself to be almost an overly positive person, right? But 
you also had to have a level of discipline mm-hmm. involved in there, right? Yep. It can't all be positive. You know, one, and you, it can't all be negative, yeah. right? There's right. got to be yeah. a good balance yeah. in there. Uh-huh. Uh, some kids might not be getting discipline any other way, mm-hmm. right? And I know we're not there to be their dads or their moms, yeah. right? But we are there to teach them something yeah. other than just a sport. Um, so sometimes you've got to be tough on kids. And it's that old saying, they want it whether they're going to tell you that they want it or not. Exactly. You almost need it, mm-hmm. right? You need that discipline and structure whether you want it or not. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a fine balance now. And, and I recognize that, but I think we've lost a little bit of on the discipline side. I agree. 100%. Yeah, it's, social media's got so much to do with oh it. Gosh. And like you said earlier, you know, when you have a family, that's a lot harder than what yeah. any, any two-a-day football practice was. For sure. <laughs> For sure. When I hear a kid say, I can't stand going to school, wait until you got, wait until you got mouths to feed. School's a piece of cake. Yeah. yeah. Right? Uh-huh. School's a vacation. Yeah. I, w- yeah. I wish I would have knew that when I was a kid. I would have... I, I, absolutely applied myself yeah absolutely. that's true that's yeah. true yeah. yeah i always told my kids you know just there'll come a day when you're five days a week eight hours a day uh-huh that's what you're doing now is a piece of cake yep you know so go mm-hmm. to go to high school go to college at some point you're going to be out there living the real life and it's going to be tough it's, yep. it's, so yeah so yeah. It's, it's it's different now for kids yes yeah, yeah. so. uh, the social media ha- has really connected like the internet it started off with the internet connecting everybody around the world now these kids are posting content and going through content and i'm starting to see uh people's attention spans are shrinking because they're on tiktok if they don't like the video they just swipe Mm -hmm. next one absolutely next one next one absolutely getting kids to sit down and like watch a tv show no, I don't like it. Next yeah. one. Yeah. Next one. Yep. A couple of years ago, took my boys to a Cubs-Reds game in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And uh, we'll leave our phones in the car a lot. Like, if we go to a movie, phones mm-hmm. stay in the car. If we yep. go to dinner, phones stay in the car. Yeah. Go to the ball game. Hey, let's leave our phones in the car, right? There was a family with three kids in front of us. Their kids missed hit after hit after hit. Because they were on their phones. Mm-hmm. So they're at a Major League Baseball game, but they're on their phones the entire oh, time. Right. And it's like what we just said, swiping. Uh-huh. Just, oh. con- just nonstop swiping, looking at different stuff. Uh, inability to enjoy the moment, right? Exactly. That's, that's what uh-huh. a lot of people have lost now. Mm-hmm. That inability to enjoy the moment that you're at right then. Yeah, be in the moment. Right? Be in the moment. Yeah. Be at a ball game. And take it all in. Take it in, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've always been, Ted, like, uh, watching my kids play. And I see everybody videoing. And sometimes I, I, I got to be like, no, I want to see this in real life. I don't want to take a video of it and watch it over. Somebody will take a video of my kid, and they'll send it to me yeah. eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. But I want to see my kid either hit the ball or strike out i want to see them absolutely absolutely agree with you it's that you know sitting there talking to my oldest son the other day and you guys will know what this is like as we get older time just flies by even faster yep. mm-hmm. right yep. so i'm trying to figure out ways to slow it down i know right yeah like and i think social media everything is in high speed uh-huh. right yeah if you let your life just revolve around it yeah. so I take breaks from everything mm-hmm. to try to just as they say the old cliche be in the moment because I'm really trying to slow slow everything down right yeah <laughs> so. and that's everything in moderation right well, yeah that's yeah. true sometimes that's, yeah that's right <laughs> yeah there's a time for the right yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like we said you know once, he, once these kids, kids get out in the real world you know there's no more snow days there's no more two hour delays yeah. you, you gotta be at work at a certain time and I don't know. It's you know. You, you, yeah. I'm, I know you were the same way. You tried to teach these kids through sports life lessons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's yep. You know, kids aren't. We've we've talked about the fact that kids aren't participating. Um, 
people aren't coaching the way they used to either, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that, that's all. That's also part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be you knew at some point you were going to be a coach, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, and not so much anymore. I, I think people there's so much more to do. I suppose mm-hmm. that no one wants to make a a commitment, right? Everything is in snippets. So a league is going to be, you know. You could start as early as April for baseball, right? Mm-hmm. April to July 4. Then if you're involved with All-Stars, All-Stars or whatever, you're yep. going to August yeah. 1. Mm-hmm. I think people fear or ha- don't have the ability to make that commitment anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing youth sports struggle, you know. Oh, big time. You're really seeing it struggle. The kids don't participate, and people don't coach the way they used to coach anymore. No, they don't. So. And, and that's interesting because what you said earlier, back when youth sports here was three-way rec. Like you said, there wasn't a problem with coaches. Not at all. There were times when you got a candidate as a head coach, but I've got somebody else, but we'll plug him in as assistant. Now these these leagues are begging for people to coach. Yes, uh, you, you hear that unbelievable. all the time. You hear it all the time, right? Uh-huh. I, I wonder, just because, you know, I've been in it, and them, I, they either say, well, I know nothing about basketball. Okay, I understand that. I didn't know anything about soccer, and I coached soccer for some little kids, and all I did was YouTube it. If I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> you, you figure out the basics, yeah, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the fundamentals yeah. and the basics. Mm-hmm. That's really all you should be coaching anyway, yeah. right? So fundamentals. You, 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 like, yeah. you figure out the basics and the fundamentals, fundamentals and that's what you teach, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's a lot of different issues. You yeah. know, How do we change it? not sure yeah at this point another thing is what a a lot of uh misconception is that uh these rec leagues the board members on there they don't get paid nope that's all voluntary Mm -hmm. and they're and they're taking time away from their family to help these kids in the community um coaches they're taking time away from their family because i've had a parent call me and say hey this coach is only having one practice a week. And I go, well, he's taking an hour out of his fam- away from his family to coach all your kids. Yeah. I said, you know, it goes a long way if you go spend 15 minutes out in the backyard. Yourself, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And uh-huh. he blew up on me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I want, that's what I sent him for. No, I, 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 absolutely right. You know, that's a whole other issue there, right, that we're uh-huh. seeing everywhere at all levels. So being in the area that I'm at, at, at Ball State, I get to be involved with everything from youth sports because we do a lot of youth special events. Mm-hmm. We have high school sports on campus, mm-hmm. and then we have collegiate sports, right? Fan and parent behavior oh my. is uh, at an all-time low. At an all-time low. Mm-hmm. Um, we deal with it at our events. We deal with it at Burris because Burris High School is mm-hmm. part of our area. And um, coaches are tired of dealing with parents that are over the top. Mm-hmm. Officials are tired of officiating events where they're getting screamed at mm-hmm. nonstop. So we've kind of lost our manners, mm-hmm. right, as a Definitely. society. Yeah. And you can see it at sporting events. And then you also tie social media back into it, right? Mm-hmm. People are looking to videotape and post those negative interactions, yep. right? Yep. yep. So I think I see people trying to create negative interactions at events because they want to videotape mm-hmm. it and they want to post it. Post it, yep. right? Exactly. So all that plays into it as well, right? People don't want to coach because they don't want to get screamed at. Mm-hmm. People don't want to officiate because they don't want to get screamed at. So, you know, I think it goes back to the beginning, right? We're not teaching people manners anymore, it seems like. Yep, you're right. So I agree, 100%. It's, it's, I, used to, I used to keep a, a, an official's uniform in the, in the closet. And, and if somebody was complaining about <laughs> the official, here you go. Nobody took it. Absolutely. Nope, they won't. I've done it. It's tough. It is. It's I, a I hard job. It's, it's, a, hard, it's it a hard job. I, but that's, that's the whole point of sports, isn't it? The, the human element of it, mistakes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every one of them on that court or on that field is a human being. Yeah, absolutely. Kid made a mistake. 
official made a mistake. Teach your kid how to deal with it, mm-hmm. not how to blow up. Yeah, right? exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and we see a lot more of the blowing up now. Yeah, I mean, definitely. everywhere you go, you see more of it. So. And that, you know, and that's I got to. I try to teach kids. I coach. I said, "Did you make every shot you took today? <laughs> Did you make the right pass every yeah. time?" Okay, that guy's going to make mistakes too. If yeah. you're on a basketball court, you got two up, sometimes three. But you know, you're watching ten kids at once. Before you, know. you throw that behind the back pass, why don't you master a bounce pass? Well, first? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Fundamentals. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They look at these because uh, it's professionals, don't they? No, Ted? That, oh, it, that's the problem. I think it's, that's where you, you're getting this flopping now. And oh yeah, they want to throw their arms yeah. up. And, well, come on, just. And just and like you know, there's a shortage of officials. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure. I'm sure you don't have that problem at at the collegiate level, but well, even at the collegiate level, they're yeah, starting they're to really. see it. They're starting to see it even at the collegiate yeah. level. Absolutely. They make pretty decent money at the collegiate level. They That's, make great money. Yeah. They make great money at the collegiate level, but I th- again, I just think it's is it worth it if you're mm-hmm. getting beat up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The entire game. One of the roles that I play it, for example, at a basketball game is. I'm there watching for fans that are getting on the officials a little bit too much, mm-hmm. and, and I have to address it, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to do it more often than I ever well, had to. I'm sure. I'm I mean, sure. Uh, pe- people come to heckle. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> it's like going, if you go see a comedian, you're there to laugh, right. but some guy is in the corner. Came to heckle. Yeah, came to heckle. <laughs> yeah. Comedian uh, college referee, it says $57,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... You know, some leagues have them as full-time jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the SEC, that's going to be someone's full-time job, and right. they're going to make quite a bit of money. Yep. You know, in the Mid-American Conference, you know, for a basketball game, you're talking people making 2000 a game. I know. Yeah, because you know, it says upwards to 314000 oh, 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 yeah, absolutely. Depending on whether you're in the SEC, you know, football, Division One football in the Mid-American Conference, those guys are probably making 2500 3000 Mm-hmm. And then if some of those top tier guys come down to work a Mac game, yeah, they're getting their top tier yeah. rate. Mm-hmm. So those guys do pretty well. I think it's one because it's it's such a tough thing to do now because yep. the game is so fast mm-hmm. that it's hard to officiate because of the speed of the game. And two, you're having to deal with people mm-hmm. all the time and now. So. Yeah, and, it's, and people wonder why there's a shortage of yeah. high school officials. Especially baseball and softball. I mean, there were so many games this year where they, you had one umpire. Oh yeah, I'm like, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you go to high school basketball games. What's the what's the average age? You looked that up, didn't you? Uh, Fifty years old. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some of those guys are some yeah. of those guys are in their sixties, and they yeah. can barely get up yeah. down the court. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and there isn't a generation in that twenty four to twenty eight range right now it's starting to fill those gaps. You're right. just yeah. not you're mm-hmm. not seeing that age group doing that kind of stuff. So. Yep. I seen. I, I I was sitting in the stands. I think we were in Elwood, and I heard a fan say, "We got Father Time behind the plate calling the game." He, he, he's there. He, he's he was, there. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, he's up. not calling a bad game. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Someone else step up. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and that's hard too because we've tried that with some of these. These kids here, you know, they're graduating, they're getting uh-huh. into college. They helped us out in the youth league. People just, I wouldn't want to do it either. Yeah. I'm 18, 19 years old, and yeah, grandpa's up there cussing me out. Because <laughs> the second and third graders playing ball. <laughs> Absolutely. I want, he, he was basketball commissioner for us a couple times back when I was on the board, and I seen him walk this grandpa out. Yeah. And they, it, it was, it was very unbecoming of that the way that grandpa was talking. I was just, oh, yeah. I was disappointed because, you know, he knows he, he grew up in a time like, yeah, you know, in a rougher time probably than we did. You know, yeah. when kids actually got whipped with belts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Hey, yeah. Go cut me a switch off that tree. Yeah, <laughs> you think I'm gonna get a real little one? That's the, way, yeah. that's the worst one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, can hear that thing cut through the oh, air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough to do those things now. It is. I, mean, I don't think I don't. I actually appreciate it at this point mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. That like, hey, yep. yeah, you know, I spank my kids, not mm-hmm. out of anger, yeah. right? You know, it's, I, I want to make them better or 
I want to make sure that they didn't do something dangerous ever again. Right. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? I want to make sure that they understood mm-hmm. how, you know, I remember whipping one of my sons once because uh, he did something that caused his little brother to get burned. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, I had yeah. to kind of match it some way, right? So yeah, right. he would understand how bad uh-huh. the situation yeah. was. So yep. it's tough it's, to get away with that now. Yeah. Well, so. If you take their phone away, oh. they are devastated. Yeah, that's... <laughs> And, and that, that's that's the way punishment is anymore. It's not it's physical <laughs> discipline. It's, yeah. well, I'm yeah. going to take this away or take that away. Yeah. Before but, long, that's going to be a mental abuse issue. <laughs> it, it is because, uh, you know, we've tried to tell kids that they can't have their phone at work. Mm-hmm. Kids quit. Yeah. Right? Wow. Because, Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Kids quit because, uh, so when I say kids, Ball State students, right? Right. They'll quit because they'll tell you my stress level goes up. If I have to turn my phone off. <laughs> oh, boy. So it's That's... like, <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say, you should actually probably practice every now and then just turning it off and yeah. being without it for a while if it's oh, bothering man. you that much. But we, we've had people tell us that. Man. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a little break for our uh, beverage sponsor. Uh, we want to give a shout out to Monon Construction. Bonon Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest, now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC. And we're back with Gonzo Brohaas. Hey, uh, speaking, going back to the mental, mental health in sports is starting to become more and more prevalent. Have you noticed? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, I pay attention. Uh, I listen. Um, It's one of those topics you've got to kind of be careful with what you say, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I fully understand mental health and mental challenges um you know playing sports is supposed to be fun right so not sure where we've got how we got to the point where it's gone from fun to being too much for people to handle Mm -hmm. just don't quite understand it to be honest with you uh i always enjoyed playing sports and you know it's top tier people it's not even people that are sitting the bench right right? yeah it's not people that are getting cut Uh it's top tier people that are talking about you know mental health and you're always seeing people withdraw from events Uh because they say they can't handle the mental challenge of it Uh again sports easy yeah exactly in in my opinion sports sports easy you know life is tough if someone were to say I'm going to take a break because I want to spend more time with my family that's one thing. Uh-huh. But if they're not saying that, uh, I'm not sure wh- yeah. how it's gotten to where we're at, uh-huh. where we're just playing your sport is too much. Uh-huh. So. It, it, I don't know if it's exactly it, but technology and, and being able to, like you said, video anything. <clears throat> I see people post videos of, you know, a mom yelling at her son in the grocery store and they post it. Yeah. So kids are starting to know that, you know, you can't get away with this anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and they, I think everybody is like super hands up in the air, like backing away. Like, ah, I'll just leave that where it lays. I, I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of stuff like that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how do you solve it? I don't know. What's driving it? There's too much, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, life was a lot simpler yeah. you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, there's too much information. You're constantly being watched mm-hmm. and videotaped. Mm-hmm. Does anybody use an encyclopedia anymore? I do. <laughs> I, I'm a book guy. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I still like to have the... Uh, I still like to read a hardcover book, uh-huh. right? Okay. Uh, I, I, of course, I'm on the internet like everyone else, but I like to have that book in my hand, right? And I still think I have a, a 
an encyclopedia set yeah. <laughs> that sits there, right? Yeah. I just like the feel of a book and paper. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's something that you can feel and, and, and see uh-huh. kind of thing. So. Right. Right. Because yeah. I mean, we were sitting right here talking about pay, and I just get on here and it's a couple pushes of a button and. Every piece of information yeah. you want's there. Yeah. It's, it, it's it, at some point you have to wonder though if it's too much for kids, right? Uh-huh. Too much. Yep. Is easy? Is the word easy? Like making? Is that the problem? Everything's too easy. Everything's too easy, right? It's, it's all right there for you. Everything's at your fingertips, basically. Every, yeah. Every piece of information you want. Uh-huh. Every question is answered. Um, is it just too much information? Um, like I said earlier, I like to take breaks from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I try to take breaks from it, and, and, and I tell myself not to be on the Internet for hours at a time. Right. Like, I'll yeah. actually tell myself, you know, uh-huh. for the next 24 hours, you know, you're not going to surf the web, you right. know, kind of thing, uh-huh. you know, as the old term goes. So, because it can just be too much, too yeah. consuming, it does. Too, too easy. Yeah. I, I've seen kids where they, they sit and chill out, and they're on that phone, and hours go by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Not, will not have moved. A- absolutely. And, you yeah. know, we were talking earlier when I first got here about what our summers used to be like, right? Yeah. Riding around town. You know, Gas City was a great place to just hang out and run right. around town, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Run around town all day, go to the pool for a while, uh, right? yeah. play baseball in the afternoons. Yeah. It's we do sometimes, and it end up at East School uh-huh. basketball at night. Yep, yeah. yep. And you finally went home and went to bed, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, that was healthy. Yeah, right. It, definitely. We're outside all the time. We're uh-huh. doing physical activity. You know, we're interacting with people. Mm-hmm. Right. Now it's too easy for people to just stay home and. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm sorry, communicating with someone over headphones isn't the same as being in the room with them. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and, and my kids have all enjoyed, you know, playing online gaming, right? Uh-huh. But it's still not the same as getting together with mm-hmm. someone. Yep. You know, so our kids have kind of learned to isolate themselves. Did you, uh, did you game when you were a kid? So when I was a kid, it was probably when Nintendo and everything was first Start. starting out, yep. right? Yep. But... I was always too hyper, I think, to sit. For, I yes. was the opposite. Mm-hmm. I couldn't sit mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Yeah. I still don't like to sit for, That's, you know, if I'm watching a movie at home, I'll watch half the movie, get up, and watch the other half later. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's hard. It's got, I, I've never been one to be able to sit still mm-hmm. for a long time. Because I'll tell you right now, uh, eSports is getting, well, it's big. It, it, it is getting big. Um, so we have esports at Ball State, and it's growing at a lot of universities. Uh, we have an esports uh, major now, and we have an esports team. Um, while it is esports, it does have that athletic part to it where you're actually all in a room together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not at your house, your house, your right, house. Right. You know, so they they call them little esport arenas, right? Yeah. So you're still at least. There's an interaction to it uh-huh. when you get there, and exactly. you're in the same room, and there's an interaction after. That's a healthy application, right? right? Yeah, right. That's a healthy application because you're around other people, uh-huh. not just sitting in your room. Yeah. So it's exploding. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. It's exploding everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I, most universities have some type of esports team or program yeah. now. Miss Cinewall so, has one. Yeah. Yeah. They have a very good yeah, esports yeah, team. Yeah. They've got a very good unified esports yeah. team. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, and, and again, I like the application mm-hmm. of you're, they're probably in a room together, right? They yes. probably have a dedicated room. Yeah. Used to be a computer lab yep. or something, yeah. and now you're using it for esports. Keyboarding. Absolutely. Typewriter. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So, uh, I like the application because there's a social aspect yeah. to it. You yeah. still still got it. Yeah, the team aspect. The team yeah, aspect so to you're, it. You're together as a team, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, that makes a difference. Yeah. Hey, let's jump back into the 1980s, Gonzo. Okay. Let's talk about your Mississippi athletic career when you okay. were in high school. All right. What sports? So, football, of course. Right. Um, so, as a freshman, I, of course, wanted to do 
you know, multiple sports, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was a decent wrestler, but I dislocated my clavicle mm-hmm. um, uh, from the sternum wrestling, right? And then uh, I kind of realized that I was a pretty decent football player at the time. And uh, I thought it was not unrealistic to think that I could get a scholarship to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped wrestling. I didn't play basketball. I did run track and some baseball. Mm-hmm. But after my sophomore year, I pretty much focused on football, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my core group of guys that I ran around with, uh, we joined Cliff's gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, weight programs weren't what they are now right. yeah. back right. then. Uh, but we as a group joined Cliff's gym. Mm-hmm. Never forget it. I think Cliff like gave us all a membership for five dollars a right. month, yep. something like Probably that. Probably so. Probably so. It was awesome, you know. Um, so, you know, initially it was everything, but then kind of whittled it down to where really I was focusing on football. Even running track was designed for football, right? Because mm-hmm. I really, I thought I'd have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, went to a couple of youth uh, football camps. Uh, went, happened to go to one at Ball State that was uh, the old Dave Durson football camp. I don't know if you guys remember Chicago that. Chicago Bears. Yep, yep. <laughs> Dave Durson used to host a camp at Ball State, and uh, I went to it and uh, did pretty well, even as a kid there. And, and I remember some coaches making some comments to me. So I'm thinking, yeah, maybe if I work hard enough and mm-hmm. focus, you know, I'll be okay. So I still played some baseball and, and ran track, but uh, – really focus on football yeah you got like uh, a <clears throat> little over 4400 yards career yep yep uh i was very fortunate you know uh i was in high school at a time that we had a lot of talent mm-hmm. i mean we had some darn good lines you know my senior year we had a pretty darn good line so i can't he- sit here and take a bunch a lot of credit or all the credit for it because i mean yeah you want to give a shout-out to your line? Oh, yeah. You know, Jeremy Barch and Richard Wilkerson were two of my best friends, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And we had a solid line, you know. We were loaded. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just I, – I had I got lucky that I had the yards. But I was also fortunate yeah. that I played at a time that we had some a lot of other good football players. Mm-hmm. You know, football, of course, being the – probably the most – the sport that takes the most in terms of team, right? Yes, yes. You know, uh, I've thought about that a lot. What if I'd been at Miss Sunil at a time that the line wasn't as good? Mm-hmm. Would I have been as good? I can't say that I would have. Right. Uh, you know, I was decent, but I was fortunate to have a, a, a really good team mm-hmm. around me, now with that, me. Now, did you have Charlie all four years? Had Charlie all four years. Okay. So, so you know. Did he teach you how to drive? Charlie, no, you know, I actually had uh, Creighton Burns, oh, okay. yeah. uh, basketball, basketball coach at the time, was, the time. was, was my, yeah. my uh, driver's ed teacher, yeah. yeah. So but that's, yeah, because you, you were a couple years after me. Because actually, you know, I had Bill Ackes for a couple years uh-huh. before they brought Charlie back. Yep. And we just didn't have the talent. When, yeah. when Bill was there, and, and you know, Bill, you know, he's he's another missing oil legend. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one of the best. And, yeah, and and a lot more, of, more so as a person. Yeah, actually. a lot of tell you he was the best. A lot of people will tell you that. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, he, but yeah, but then Charlie came came back, and uh, so you had Charlie all four years. Do you remember any assistant coaches? You know, Tab McKenzie. Yep, uh, was and and Tab did a great job. Mm-hmm. You know, he really. Knew what he was doing and was good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keith Mumal, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I still talk to Keith, Coach Mumal, Keith Mumal, whenever I see him. Right, yeah. I saw him a couple of weeks ago uh, at the park when I went uh-huh. up to listen to the the music at the park. Uh, Keith Mumal was tough, uh-huh. right? He was he was more of the old school, yep, and, and he was tough on the linemen and the mm-hmm. D linemen, but he really knew what he was doing, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Bob Elson coached some here and there. You know, so, again, we are lucky that we had a decent coaching staff. Uh-huh. You know, uh, so everything, we, we were, I was fortunate. We were all fortunate. We had some talent, mm-hmm. and you had good coaches at the same time. So, you know, you can't have one. You need both to be right. successful. Right. So, so we are fortunate to have both. And that, so, was, that was smash mouth football, right? Absolutely. Charlie Fisher football. You know, we ran that Charlie Fisher football, the old wing tee. And uh, 
you know, it goes back to the beginning, right? Youth, mm-hmm. youth sports. Mm-hmm. They taught us to be tough, mm-hmm. right? And we grew up thinking we were tough. Mm-hmm. And we believed that we were tougher than everyone else we were playing. Mm-hmm. And then so that basic wing tee football that we, you know, we ran since we were little kids, we basically were just lining up and running over people. Right. Smash right. mouth football, uh-huh. right? Yep. Uh-huh. Are we tougher than them? You know, yeah. Keith Mumal, hey. Mm-hmm. Are you tougher than them or are you not? Right. It's, this is pretty basic. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who's goes harder and who's tougher. Uh-huh. You know, that was kind of the basis of, of, of it all. Pretty much. You know, are pretty you tough? Much. So I yeah. love that question. Yeah. Are you tough? Oh, I was always tough. I was a tough <laughs> yes, little kid. Yes, you were. My, my yes. mom was tough, right? Yes, you were. My mom yes. was uh, an athletic woman. Uh, you know, we'd throw a ball around in the yard, my mm-hmm. mom and I kind of thing. Yeah. And she grew up with... Uh, a bunch of brothers mm-hmm. so she was a tomboy yeah right mm-hmm. so you know my mom didn't coddle me in any way mm-hmm. you know she was the old rub some dirt in it you know yeah. you know when i was a kid you they still told you that right mm-hmm. rub yeah. some dirt in it right. you'll be fine, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> you'll be fine rub some dirt in it you know yeah, yeah. so it won't hurt when it quits that's yeah, right i fell on a garden rake and cracked my skull <laughs> and my grandpa he had no sympathy. He told me he had a bigger crack in his ass. Yeah. You better not break on my rake. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. So, now, now, let's go. So, was it your junior or senior year when you guys made it all the way to semi-state? So, that was my freshman year. That was a freshman year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Freshman year. Fort Wayne Dwinger? We, no, we lost at Wawasee. Okay. At Wawasee, that was the old mud-fighting Indians uh-huh. where we... Had a bunch of games back to back in the mud. Yeah. And so it was, Kim, you know, mud was the equalizer. Mm-hmm. So the tougher team was going to win. Right. Yep. Right. So that was my freshman year. Man, we were, had a lot of good football players. Uh-huh. You know, I was just a part of it right. that year, right? Yep. I was just, I was fortunate enough to get to start, but I was nowhere close to being the star of that team. You know, uh-huh. Tad Howe, uh-huh. we had some studs you know, on that team yep. and maybe the biggest O line and D lines that Miss Sinawa had had for a long time. Probably, yeah. And, uh, so we lost the semi state that year. Okay. Uh, uh, and then my senior year, we were pretty decent as well. Mm-hmm. So ranked number two, uh, lost in regional mm-hmm. should have won, you yep. know, probably just got upset by a decent Tipton team that played for the state championship. Mm-hmm. So, so, but I was fortunate to, that we were decent, all four years I was in high school. Yep. So we had a lot of talent. Yeah. And so. that's, then after you guys, it kind of dropped off for <clears throat> quite a few years. A couple of years. I think, then, you know, I liked Vince Lorenzano, but he came to a community that, you know, had been running that same uh-huh. program for so long. And then the change was too much too quick, I think, for a while there. Yeah, but... He had a lot of success once he left, didn't he? He's he got, what, he, he, three or four state championships? He, he, he did. <laughs> uh, and I followed him, you know, yep. when, he, when he went back to Indy. You know, I think he had Mr. Football running back a couple uh-huh. of times, you know. So I always said, you know, he, he was a good coach, and he got to a place where he was loaded with talent. Uh-huh. So the right combo yep. to win championships with. Yep. I spoke with yep. a, a coach that won a state championship, and I asked him what his secret sauce was. And he said speed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He yep. said a lot of speed yeah. and somebody to block. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, talking about the great equalizer, Mud, 27% of high schools in Indiana have turf fields. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they make it convenient. Turf makes it convenient. And mm-hmm. we have a bunch of turf fields at Ball State, right? Mm-hmm. Um you can't blame it on the weather. Right. Right? Yeah. But I tell you what, I miss that. Mm-hmm. You know, the NFL Players Association, you know, if you put it up to the players, they would play on grass still. Yes. Every field. Uh-huh. Uh, there's nothing like playing on a, a well-groomed, short-cut field. Uh-huh. The smell of the grass, that whole thing, right? Yeah. And, and grass is still, honestly, a well-maintained field is still safer than a turf field yep you have way fewer so the nfl players association every year will want will vote and say we'd rather play on grass Mm -hmm. so you still see a number of nfl stadiums with grass right right and uh 
There's nothing like watching an NFL playoff game in the cold and in the yeah. mud, right? The mud, the you snow, know, the rain. It's the great equalizer. That's, That's you, you, you know, on turf, the, most of the time, the better team's going to win. Yep. Yep. Most of the and time. You know, uh, on a, a wet, muddy field, mm-hmm. anything's possible. Exactly. You know, and, and when you get to regional in semi-state, sometimes one team's going to be a lot better than the other. Right, right. And, and every now and then, that one team will hope for bad weather. Uh-huh. Because, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, Eastbrook upset uh, a Fort Wayne area team. Um, what Was it Bishop Lewis? Well, they, they had a future NFL football player on oh, their team, right? Um, um, I know you talked about. I can't think of his name. Uh, there was two brothers. Yeah. Uh, they both, one played for the Cowboys, the other one. So the, it was Rod Smith, right? Yeah, yeah. So Eastbrook's playing Rod Smith, and probably on a turf field, Rod Smith is unstoppable. But Eastbrook played them on a wet, muddy field at home, and he struggled, mm-hmm. right? And Eastbrook got lucky and upset them, yeah. right? Not lucky. You know, they're, yeah. they, they were well prepared for it. Right. But they the, played their game. They played their game. The great equalizer, right? Yeah. And I remember thinking when it started to rain, I'm like, oh, this is going to be good uh-huh. for Eastbrook. <laughs> Rod, Rod, this is, Rod Smith can't be happy tonight. Yeah. So, so I still like uh, most schools are going to turf, and it makes sense for a school system that only yeah. really has one field because yeah. mm-hmm. you can play a lot of games on it. So right. financially it makes sense, but it – there's something to be said still about playing on a, a good grass field. I'll I tell agree. you right now. I agree. I got blessed enough to go down on the Colts field, and I went and laid in that end zone where Reggie Wayne oh, yeah. caught many passes. <laughs> Marvin Harrison. I, I was with my significant other, and she was like, you're like a little boy. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? This is so cool. Oh, yeah. We're all like that, right? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, when we get to see those kind of stadiums or those uh-huh. fields and yeah. stuff, absolutely. I'm still like that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I was so. touching the, the granules on the... <laughs> yeah, I was like, absolutely. look, I'm dragging my foot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Did you really lay down or did you pass out and fall down? No, I laid down. <laughs> I was coherent. <laughs> okay, so Gonzo, you get out of high school, you go to college, and move to Upland. Yeah. So that means your kids are now yeah. we're going to go to Eastbrook. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I've had many conversations about this, right, with people from Missinawa. And why didn't why'd you go to Eastbrook? Why didn't you send your kids to Missinawa? Well, so way back then, you know, Cass and I were finishing school. We already had Blake because, you know, we had Blake young, mm-hmm. right? I had Blake all the way through uh, Ball State. We got married young. We were young. And then... Our second son was coming along, Jacob, which I, you knew, you knew Jacob. Jacob was my I know little boy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So Jacob was my little bo- my middle boy. At the time, Jacob. So Jacob was born with a heart issue, mm-hmm. right? And Cassie's parents lived over towards Matthews, and we knew that Jacob was going to need a lot of care, mm-hmm. right? And we were going to. He wasn't going to be able to go to daycare like most kids, and we weren't going to be able to settle, take him to a sitter that had multiple people. We were both working in Muncie. Cassie worked at Ball, and um, uh, I worked at Ball State. She worked at Ball Hospital, and, and we had this issue with Jake. And we looked at homes in Gas City. We looked at homes in Yorktown. We looked at homes kind of everywhere, trying to figure out where we're, we were going to live. And um, we were at Ivan Homes one night, and this couple asked us to look at their house. You know, they knew that we, they heard from someone that we were looking at homes. And at the time, it just made sense for us mm-hmm. to be there. Mm-hmm. So... It wasn't a sport decision. Right, right. It wasn't a school decision. It was where do we live that it's convenient so that we can take care of Jacob. Right. Mm-hmm. I wanted a quick, easy ride uh, uh, to Muncie. Cassie at the time was working third shift at Bal- in Muncie. Her mom was that way. So the house that we bought at the time was the most convenient place for us right. to live with what we're dealing with our kids. Mm-hmm. Then you know what it's like. Yeah. Once you've lived somewhere mm-hmm. and your kids get established and, you don't want to pull them out. and Blake starts going to elementary school, right. once, you, once you start doing that, it's hard to move. Yes. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, that consistency is important. So once we stayed there, we stayed there. Mm-hmm. So, but never stop being an Indian. Right. You know? Oh, you, yeah. You, you, know, you know, my kids, uh, 
call themselves half rats. <laughs> half rats. <laughs> yeah, you know, they're half panther and half river rat. So, you know, I've always taken pride in yeah. uh, being from Asinawa. And uh, we giggle because, like, people call us rats like they think we don't like it. And I'm like, well, actually, we do like it. Uh, I mean, love it. People, people call us rats and they think that we're going to get mad. But, right. like, shit, I like being called a river yeah, rat, right? Right. I, like, nobody... I moved to Tennessee for a while, <clears throat> yeah. for a year, and it was nothing I was thinking about when I was a kid, running the streets of Jonesboro and Gas City with my friends. Yeah. There's, no, there's no other place like it in the world. You can't get a tenderloin in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what a tenderloin is, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> and, that, and that right there put me over the hump to come yeah. back. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, there's nothing like, I absolutely thoroughly, and I've told my kids a million stories mm-hmm. about growing up here. Mm-hmm. There was nothing like it. Nope. Right? We were our own little tight-knit community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really didn't feel the need to leave Gas City and Jonesboro. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. Even through high school. Mm-hmm. You know, we kept to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. ran around town all day. It was awesome. Yep. It was a it was oh. a wonderful place for me to grow up. I am so proud yeah. to be a Gas City boy. Yeah. I know there's people that are proud to be a Jonesboro boy. I, I've got D Street. <laughs> I grew up on Harrisburg and D. Yeah. yeah D Street tattooed on yeah. me. I, I I love Gas City and I love our community. I love Jonesboro yeah. Mill Township. Yeah. You know, so. Let's go. Now let's just jump into Eastbrook for a little bit. Okay. Because you know we've been we've been trying to get <clears throat> Coach Adamson or somebody from Eastbrook over here. Yeah. I'll, I'll start. I'll start poking at him. If, if you would, start, please. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we like yeah. to have yeah, a yeah, fun yeah. conversation because yeah. we've had somebody from every other county school, yeah. and yeah. you know we and that, that's like you know Conrad. We'll tell everybody. Say, hey, once once missing all is out of it, if somebody's still in it, we're rooting for Abs- them. Absolutely. I mean, you yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're like you said, it's a community. Yep. Yep. Eastbrook football. You tell me why you think it's so successful. For so many years, it's been <coughs> successful. You, he loses eleven starters every now and then. They come back the next year. And, it's what? pretty pretty basic, right? It's the three way rec comparison. Mm-hmm. Okay, you play football there, and, and you start in a little youth league, mm-hmm. and it's a very basic offense. Mm-hmm. Here are the plates you're going to run, and that's all you're going to run. Here's what you're, how you're going to block, and that's the only way you're going to do it. On defense, every team's supposed to play the same defense. Mm-hmm. So these kids grow up, and yes, they're playing competitively against each other, but they're all doing the exact same mm-hmm. thing year after year after year. You get into junior high, same thing. It's um, a base offense and defense because he wants you to know that in and out. The base, by the time they get to high school, they've been doing the same thing since they were, what, eight, nine yeah, years yeah, old, uh-huh. right? Yeah. It's easy. Mm-hmm. It takes the thinking out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So that gets you half a step. Right. When you don't have to think. Mm-hmm. You're exactly. just going. Uh-huh. So, so Muscle memory. Absolutely. And, yep. and that's what it is with these kids. It's mm-hmm. boom, boom. It's easy. They all know it. Yeah. They all know the plays by the time they get to high school. You're not teaching at that point. You're just fine-tuning. Mm-hmm. So going back right. to what you said, structured. Exactly. Stru- exactly. Structured development. Yep. Fundamentals. All fundamentals, right? Yeah. You know, um, so my daughter-in-law is a a trainer, is the trainer at Eastbrook. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and Jacob helps with uh, some film stuff Mm -hmm. and huddle and that kind of stuff. So they, I still get reports from them on like how things are going and all that. And uh, I think Sam, that's my daughter-in-law. She's like, they didn't pass the ball one time all week. They practiced one time. (laughs) It's fundamentals. Uh-huh. It's they're the very basic over and over and over and over again. Uh-huh. So it's no secret. You got to have a program. Yep. And it, yep. you have to give those kids consistency every mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, so they don't have to think as much and they're just playing and having fun. Yep. Yeah. Right. And that's like practice I say, you know, makes improvement. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. yeah, my youngest son went to Eastbrook to sixth grade. <clears throat> yep. Sixth grade, he came over here. But yeah, I, I coached football and basketball and baseball over there. And, you know, football, like you said, and I kind of knew where your answer was going to go, but, you know, the young kids in elementary school, they're down there playing these games, and the high school kids are down there officiating. Absolutely. If, if, if the team didn't line up right, those high school kids would just stop the game. They'd yep. go put the kids in the yep. right place. Yep. It's, yeah. It's, and, and 
Jeff was there almost every Saturday yeah. as well. Yeah. Philosophically, I think, so not to just to speak for them, but like you know, being there year after year and watching it, everything they do is geared towards that kid's senior year, uh-huh. right? Yep. They're not so much worried about winning and losing games at seventh grade. Uh-huh. It's we're going to perfect what we want to perfect in seventh grade, and you're going to reap the benefits right. when you're a senior. Uh-huh. What do I always say, Ted? <clears throat> I was just getting ready to ask you, Conrad. You, you tell me when winning starts. When does it matter with when you're winning? on varsity? Absolutely. It's all practice games. A- absolutely. And until then. Yeah. Yep. Until absolutely. then. Yeah. I'll, give, I'll give you an example. Seventh grade football, let's say they go three deep on offense. Um, they'll run three strings of offense mm-hmm. in games. Yep. They'll put in the first string. Then a couple of series later, they'll put the second string in. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they'll put the three, third string in, even in seventh grade football. Because mm-hmm. winning don't matter in seventh grade, no. honestly. No. It's when you're varsity, right? Yeah. So, so little things like that that Jeff's does, mm-hmm. and he gets people to buy into, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my philosophy. Our goal is to win when they're seniors, mm-hmm. and he and people buy into that. How yeah. can you argue worked. with success? They, it's worked. Right, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. it's yeah. worked. I mean, yeah, yep. You can't argue. Uh, absolutely. And, and he's one of them where. He doesn't have a turnaround in his coaching staff either. He's got some guys that's been with him almost as long as he's been doing it. Exactly. I mean, he's got – I went to – I was fortunate to go to his uh, Hall of Fame induction. They did mm-hmm. a ceremony a couple of weeks back. I tell you what, his staff has been intact mm-hmm. for a decade, two yeah. decades. We've uh-huh. got people that have got been there 10 years, people that have been there 20 years. Right. He has no turnover in his uh-huh. staff. And when there is turnover – it's filled by a guy that played for him. Uh-huh. Right. And right. that knows exactly what he's coaching already. Uh-huh. Yep. So it's consistency. Yep, it is. Right? It's that's, consistency. Yeah. So. Sure is. <clears throat> you want to? No. You say when you were in high school, you focused on football after your yeah. sophomore year, yep. right? What would you advise a youth now that's say he's not even in junior high yet play three sports I still believe in playing three sports okay still believe in playing three sports especially when you're a kid Uh right yep the social aspect is enormous to me Mm -hmm. to to be uh, to be exposed to different people if you just play football you're going to be exposed to the football guys if you only play basketball you're only going to be exposed to basketball Mm -hmm. do it all yep and enjoy it all yeah, right? I agree. That's It'll make you a better athlete overall. Oh, definitely. You know, that will. The, the different drills, the different skills will pay off for mm-hmm. every other sport. Right. You know, if you're a top-tier guy in any sport, you're going to be a top-tier guy whether you focus oh. just on that sport mm-hmm. or not. That's the yep. reality. That's what yep. a lot of people like. Uh-huh. Miss, and I see it because I see the kids that come play Division One. right? Right. There's a lot of kids that play Division One that played multiple sports. Uh-huh. They were going to be top tier no matter what. Yeah, right. You know, uh-huh. you're a top tier quarterback, even if you played, you know, tennis yeah. as well. Uh-huh. You're still yeah. a top tier quarterback. Exactly. So play all three sports and enjoy it. Because one day it's, it's done. A- absolutely. Well, and, absolutely. And then the same <clears throat> thing. I mean, you know, a lot of these, they need to do that because, okay, let's see which one I really want to focus on Ab- when I'm older. What, what do you really, you know, when you're, a kid, you don't know what you're going to be when you're 18 right, years right. old physically, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I thought I was going to be 6'3". Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I grew so fast so quick. That, but <laughs> yeah, but was, all I had to do was look at my dad and know that, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Because I was pretty tall in seventh grade. <laughs> so, same here. It didn't happen yeah, the rest yeah, of the way. Yeah, yeah. See, and that's what I try to tell these kids, too. I'm like, Is there, you got one kid that, you know, you, he's a stud right now. Yeah. And you're you're youth league, but, man, you yeah, you're scoring thirty points a game. Yeah, but you're bigger than everybody. I'm yeah. like, a couple of years, some of these other kids are going to be the same size as you, if not bigger. Absolutely, it's not always yeah. going to be like that. Yeah. So you got to put in the work too. Yep, yep. I, I agree. Three sports, enjoy yep. it all. Enjoy it all. Yep, hundred percent. Right. We at that uh, point, Ted? Where you? You want to do rapid fire? Let's do it. Okay. We try to finish with a little thing we call rapid fire. I'm just going to throw some questions at you real quick, right. and you just give me your answers. <clears throat> Yeah, you're having a cookout, barbecue, whatever. You drinking tea, water, beer, 
Beer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. what, what do you go for? Burger, brat, or hot dog? Uh, a burger and a brat. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's go back. It can be when you were in high school or anybody you've watched since then. Best high school athlete you ever seen. Best high school athlete I ever saw, Randy Riggs. Miss Cinema, Miss Randy Riggs. Yep. Okay. Randy was a stud in every anything he did. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. yep. How about college athlete? You know, you, like I say, it, it could be somebody from the MAC conference or whatever, because you get to see all that. But yeah. Is there a college athlete that just stands out to you that you've seen in person? So college athlete. Oh yeah. No question whatsoever. Randy Moss. Really. Randy Moss. Well, that's uh, right. He played at Miami, right? He, he played at or, uh, Marshall. Uh, Marshall. Marshall, yeah. Uh, Chad Pennington was a quarterback. Uh-huh. And Randy Moss was, uh, of course, a receiver. And yep. we played them at home. Wow. We had a cornerback covering him that um, ended up being in the NFL in and out a cu- for a few years, uh-huh. right? So he was, a, he was a tough football player as well. Randy Moss is, what, six foot four. His arms hang to his ankles, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and... And he has world-class speed. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget watching Randy Moss play and just being am- amazed, in awe huh. uh, of yeah. his size, his speed, and his ability to just go get a football. Right. So Randy Moss, best football player that I've ever seen yeah, he'll go up at the collegiate level. Oh, he'll yeah. snatch that ball yeah, he, out of the sky. Yeah, he was a freak. Yeah. yeah. What's, your, uh, what's your favorite professional sport? Football, by far. Okay. Yeah. How about your... Favorite professional athlete of all time? Favorite pro athlete of all time? Um, Barry Sanders. Okay. Right. I was a little yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, when I, I, I was growing up watching Barry Sanders play, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I still every now and then get on YouTube and watch Barry Sanders highlights. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah. still my favorite player to watch of all time. Yeah, yeah. his stop yep. and go was crazy. Oh, oh unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. All right, who, who's been the biggest influence in your life? So it's going to sound you know, cliche-ish, right? My mom and dad. Right. And that's, uh, no question about it whatsoever. Uh-huh. Uh, two of the hardest working people that, of course, I've ever been around, and I, mm-hmm. they raised me, of course. Yeah. Positive, happy, you know, always happy and always working hard, and that's what they taught me. Work yeah. hard and things, good things will happen to you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you right now, they, they raised a great man right thank, there. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. I've always, I've yeah. always admired you. Yeah. Thank you. Know, you. Thanks, Ted. And your family. Okay, yeah. yeah. Conrad. All right, we want to thank our sponsors, uh, Beast Prince. And if you're looking for a realtor, contact Jenny Swanner over at Nicholson 2.0. And again, with our beverage sponsor. Onan Construction Group for all your exterior home improvement needs. Specializing in roofing, siding, and gutters. Get a professional, quality job done at a competitive price. For a free estimate, call Trevor at 765-661-0689 or go to mononconstructiongroup.com. You've tried the rest, now call the best. Monon Construction Group, LLC.